interesting. Yes. Well, welcome to what we talk about in the shadows. Yes, it's that podcast about the show and the movie that we all love so very, very much. Alright? Um, so we are... My name is Andrea, this is my husband Robert, and we are enjoying a nice glass of vampire wine in our little glasses with bats on them. Ready? So instead of cheers, we say bat. Bat! Bat! And enjoy. So we're going to start off just talking to each other about the show versus the movie, and then we're going to get into talking about the first episode. What's that sound? Does that sound good, Robert? Sound good. Sounds good to me. And our cat Gigi will probably chime in every now and then. Um, She's and very opinionated about the show and everything else that goes on in our life. So. She is the um, the worst familiar that ever existed because um, we actually work for her. So, <laughs> And I scoop her poop. So, yeah. Horrible familiar. Horrible. Full-time employment. Um, so, Robert, tell me your opinion. Movie versus show which is your favorite i think they're equally funny okay um i like the uh the movie quite a bit uh-huh. and i think the movie because it's original it's great however mm-hmm. the show takes the storyline a little bit further than the movie does so yeah yeah it's uh f- more fun uh, the show the show with a longer period of time yeah i kind of i get what you're saying there because i feel like because we watched i watched the movie and then had you watch it yeah. and this was when they had announced so i was looking for this movie for a long time but i'm super cheap so i didn't want to um to pay for it so i waited until the hulu show was announced and then hulu was showing it so then i watched it and made you watch it and i i loved it i knew you would love it because it has that like that really lovely like english sensibility that i think so great so um but yeah no i think for me personally so i love the movie because it was completely new and it turned the, all of the vampire tropes like played with them and it wasn't serious it didn't like uh, I didn't mytholo- mytholo- mythologize them. <laughs> um, yes. It was just a, like a lot of fun. And, like I went along with the whole movie like all the way at the end. So spoiler alert: when um, when he cradle snatches her, I was I did not see that coming like at all. So I just really I enjoyed all of it. I thought it was really great. So when the show came out, I was like I was super ready for the show. So I loved it, but I, like you, like the show because it pushed, I think, everything they probably wanted to do with the movie, they were able to accomplish with the show. Because every single episode was something, like, even more ridiculous that I couldn't even have anticipated. Um, like Laszlo getting attacked by the herd of cats. Or, uh, or not being able to sign on an iPad. Like, all those little inconveniences uh, that uh, vampires would bump into in real life. So, yeah, um... I, I don't know. Sometimes I really love the show more. But, yeah. So, it's it's a toss-up for me with that one. But, yeah. yeah I, think it's I think also the, um, the, the the story of both worlds. Like, you can see the difference between the vampires that arrived in New Zealand 
versus the vampires that arrived in New York and Staten Island. Exactly, in uh, in the different lifestyles altogether. Yeah. Uh, where they were able to uh, go around uh, the island as <laughs> to the guys in New York and Staten Island that just conquered the block where they <laughs> And we'll, we'll mean, talk about it later. But uh, We yeah. conquered our cul-de-sac. So the, right. cul- the cul-de-sac belongs to us, I think. Right. It is our dominion. Yes. Yes. Um, so you had a couple questions for me that you wanted to throw out before we got started? No, actually, we will. I think the questions will come about as soon as we start talking about the show. Okay. Um, but one thing that I like about this, uh, the movie and the show, is the mix of good old British humor in mm-hmm. uh, the movie and the mix of British and American humor in the show. In the show. Well, that's so true. So there's a great mix of both. Because <laughs> uh, it's just so silly. Yes. Like, the British humor is, like, so incredibly silly. I will have to say, like, the one thing that I'm really happy about, uh, that, so I love the show, but then being a part of the Facebook group, and then everybody turned us on to Matt Berry, and, like, my Matt, ba- our Matt Berry obsession has hit, like, 11. It completely is in our wheelhouse for, uh, for humor, and I can't, I can't get enough of, like, his his voice like he just he kills me so yeah so going back to your you, you just mentioned it takes it back to 11 compared <laughs> to other mockumentaries oh yeah that's true the fact that they were able to go from uh, a movie to a tv series speaks volumes of the quality of work that these guys are putting forth because you've never seen um the best in show uh tv show yeah. The Best in Show ended up as a movie, and that's it. And um, the heavy metal mockumentary mm-hmm. ended up with that, and that was it. Uh, no more shows or TV shows related to that. Yeah. You know um, that there's Although some... they wanted to, because the guy was talking at the end in The Best in Show, when he was talking about nuts, <laughs> this is a walnut, and that's what I'm going to be doing with my dog. I thought that they were going to continue on with a TV show, but it just died in there. And there's a lot of, like, mockumentaries are kind of like... There's a lot of them, and not all of them are done really well. But these, this was done, like, absolutely perfect. And I also love the idea that, like, the crew is never seen. <laughs> like, in the um, in the movie where the werewolves, like, just shred... Oh, poor, the poor cameraman got shredded. But then um, and in the show, when they get stuck at the bottom of the well... Oh yes. my God! It I mean it has to be more dangerous working, um, on one of these documentaries with vampires than probably crabbing in the Adriatic Sea. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yes. this probably has to be like the most dangerous profession, um, or job. Yeah, for sure. Like micro needs to get on it because it also looked a little bit filthy, like covered, like scrubbing up the blood and everything. I mean that is pretty visceral, pretty gross. Yeah. That would be nice to have him as an advisor for dirty jobs for the familiar. Yeah, yeah, for sure, um, for sure. But then it would be nice to see Rob Reiner <laughs> probably contribute to this as well, bringing from, this from this is Spinal Tap and uh, and Best in Show and That's all the other mockumentaries that he's. There's come some through. really good mockumentaries out there. They really nailed. They really nailed it. With and the I would show. love to see also Mel Brooks since he did Dracula. <laughs> um, dead, dead and loving, and loving it. it 
What's your favorite joke from Dracula Dead and Loving It? Because didn't they do like a real big like blood spurt scene in Dracula Dead and Loving It? Like when they beheaded uh, the the girl like in the... Uh, yeah, but my favorite but scene... They made, but like it was like a ridiculous amount of blood. And they do something similar here because they also do... Um, when they... It's in the show... In the movie and the show. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of blood and that's always hilarious. The blood spurts kill me. The but blood spurts kill me. And uh, and Dracula didn't loving it. Uh-huh. When he wants to have the last word and uh, Nielsen always comes up with something else. And... Uh, Finally, they uh, Van Helsing ends up. Oh, always they're trying to have like the last word. The last yeah. word in the conversation. That's it's, a, it's interesting. I would love to see Mel Brooks. That's a good Mel Brooks joke, yes. though. Like you see that joke and a couple of like his different movies. Correct. I, that's one of the things. Well, and here's okay. So here's the thing. So Mel Brooks repurposes uh, a bunch of his jokes, like when he does like different movies, but it's always like in a little bit of a different context. But it's the same. It's the same joke, and they kind of do that here, like a few times in the show, like from the movie. So the so the first uh, example of that would be like when we can start playing this in a minute, but when the show starts and they have like the the meeting, right? Yes. Very similar joke, you know, like uh, vampires don't do dishes, and then, yeah, and yeah. it's not very hygienic, and then. The, everybody's half drunk. That's a really great joke. The yeah, half drunk. That, that, but the yes. the vampire house meeting, just just to like, but the the success of it is that it just highlights the banality of like living with the same group of people for like hundred years. Like I think I could. I think we could probably live together for like hundreds of years. It'd be fine. Like I'm pretty sure. Like we could. I think so. I mean. Yeah. No. I could step over your shoes for a hundred years and. Yes. You know, you could probably deal with me not doing the dishes. Like, those sorts of things. And that's all. <laughs> I mean, we'd probably have to get a really good familiar and make them clean. I think True. that would probably keep us together for hundreds of years. Shit. They're, they're, not, yeah. they're not contributing at all. Yeah. Instead, I'm just getting a dirty look. Yeah. Um, so... So, the other thing I like about both the show and the movie is that they bring up historical facts of when they lived at the time that they lived okay so i'm probably going to be talking about that i'm going to be asking you questions about those historical i'm going to get them all wrong well we'll see <laughs> we'll see if we learn something new i'm going to get them all wrong big bang theory yeah, <laughs> now we're talking about a different show together no, that's fine <laughs> yeah you do have like an encyclopedia worth of knowledge of facts in your brain which is scary and sometimes annoying. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to hit play. And then we're just kind of going to watch this and talk about it as things come up. And then, um, man, this is really good wine. So if anybody happens to ever listen to this podcast, um, <laughs> I would just highly recommend the vampire wine. It's a really easy drink. So this is the, P this is the Pinot Noir. Um, I think they have, they have a red blend. Yes, they do. And, and I mean... That's one of the, uh, if you ever want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> feel free to give us a call. Um, yeah, we, we love uh, vampire uh, wine, Pinot Noir, red blends. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not just because of our love for, okay, so here. <laughs> for the mockumentary, but it's a great wine to enjoy with a nice piece of steak or 
in a good afternoon uh, watching with your wife watching vampire movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just we just hit play. So, like we were saying before, like some of the same beats that they hit from the movie to the show. Um, but I I seriously I don't mind it at all because it's it was it was fun to see. Um, Guillermo introduced Nandor as opposed to in the movie um, he just comes out of the coffin so this was kind of like it establishes <laughs> their relationship the hierarchy. like immediately you get it like immediately with uh, and then he gets stuck in the coffin but again it's one of those they're just the most u- this is how I describe it to people that they're like just the most useless vampires like they're they're kind of bad at it in the sense that like they're not like glamorous like Antonio Banderas or anything like that. Like there's no, they're just kind of like goofing up all the time, you know, getting stuck in coffins. And Guillermo wants to be a vampire. Poor Gizmo, he's never gonna be a vampire. No, I don't think he's gonna be a vampire. Unless Nick comes over and turns him into a vampire like he did for Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if that's gonna happen. But yeah, I also like the opening credits where they have um, all the different photos of them, like throughout mm-hmm. time and stuff. Yeah, like right here, I love, I love this so much. Like I can't even, I can't even look at this painting of the woman, the with the uh, with the tray. Like, mm-hmm. have you seen the original painting? Yes. Yeah, it's not as pretty. <laughs> it looks better as Nadia. <laughs> it does. She really does have like classic features. Nadja. My good lady wife. She looks like, well, she is from that part of the world. Yeah. I think so. So So this is the house meeting that we were talking about earlier. And again, so hilarious. And it also, they just do such a good job like establishing like right away, like who everybody is, right? Like Nandor's annoying everyone, concerned with rules. Yeah, this, this part is so funny. Especially, like, the, um... In the Ottoman Empire, <laughs> a lot of killing. Pillaging. Don't pillage me. <laughs> I pillage everyone, you included. That just killed me. It slayed me. He's so relentless. It's interesting because, um... Historically speaking, the Ottoman Empire uh, did fight against um, Count Dracula, supposedly, in Transylvania. Mm -hmm. So we're talking that he is talking about the Ottoman Empire, Mm -hmm. and uh, Count Dracula at the time was actually... Part of his of the what later on became the Ottoman Empire, but he he fought against everybody. I mean, if Dracula was real. If Dracula was real, yeah. Do you well, believe Dracula could be real? Well, Wait, do you believe vampires so, could be real? He was not real like a vampire, but his government did exist, and he was an impaler, mm-hmm. and his thirst for blood won his uh, fame for being a vampire. But that's just because he was a degenerate and wanted to just impale his enemies and hold them to dry in front of his castle. And, and so Vlad it. the Impaler. And, yeah, Vlad yeah. the Impaler. And but that's, that's why the joke in the movie's so great. Like, the poker. I like the poker. Correct. Better. And the relentless. Yeah, those are really great. Correct. Yeah. 
the problem with living with other vampires is the vampires I have chosen to live with. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, I love the costuming too. Like heads up to the costuming because I love his uh his collar. This cat is seriously annoying me. <laughs> hey, thank you. Um Oh, I love the story. How he was awoken with horrible clawing at the window. It just kills me with that. Cause the <laughs> she just matter of fact nodding next to him. Like, yeah, it's okay. Beautiful creature of the night. A beautiful creature of the night. Later on, he knew he was hypnotized, but at the time, he was hypnotized. Although he know he didn't know that she did it. I love when she turns into this horrible beast. <laughs> And gave me the curse of eternal life. Yeah. And he became the creature of the night. Yeah. No, these are... When they get into the fight, this and is although, what... And although you know each, each one's roles and um, who's the leader of the house, you still know who's truly the boss because Nadia is... Oh, oh Nadia, Not, Nadia runs the Is always running the show. I think so. Yeah, and she's... And that's why you like her so much because so. you're similar. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> that's probably a little bit true. The reading of the letter. Yeah, so this is where this is another thing that's kind of similar where like is it where like Peter and the Baron are kind of similar characters. You have the ancient vampire. And they kind of bring those two in. I love it so much though. I love the Baron. Like the Baron is one of my favorite characters. And I think... Do you think he's going to come out... Come back? Like, next season? He has to, right? No, because he's dead. No, but his eyes lit up in red. In that episode. Remember? Hmm. But this is... We're not there yet. So this is just where they're talking about how... The Baron is going to come and visit. This is... um That was pretty funny. <laughs> Wait, in this episode is where they um, they figure out they can't sign with the uh, iPad, right? I think so. I think so. So the vampire, the Baron, believes that the vampires should rule the world. And... Um, this place is fucking massive. <laughs> yes. So I love how every one of them, except for Nandor, Nandor doesn't explain... Whether he knew the Baron or he had a personal relationship with the Baron, but uh, Nadia and Laszlo, they both had uh, intimate sexual encounters with him. So it, it's something weird that um, Nandor has such high respect for the Baron. But he never uh, fucked them? But he never <laughs> fucked them. Or at least we don't know if he did or not. And I think he holds that back because Unless of his Unless he went to position. an orgy. Probably. I mean, it could have been some orgy that they Probably. were all at. I love the idea of the 12 alligators, but you know, when it's Staten Island, it's too cold for those <laughs> bastards. So, if it was here, you could definitely have alligators. If it was in Florida... If they were ruling Hialeah, they probably would have talked with an accent and would have gotten... You could get alligators. You could get alligators. alligators we, well, there's alligators black. everywhere here. Yeah. Or a big um, iguana. Like, there's iguanas yeah. everywhere. You could get some iguanas. There's, there's Cuban vampires. Like, what would they sound like? Cuban? I mean, probably like, hey, oi, oi. 
<laughs> what is it? Sandwich. How does that go from a scar? What is it? It's called scar. <laughs> That's exactly how that would sound. Yeah, and then they would bite you. Colin, my favorite vampire of all time. Do you work with any energy vampires? Holy shit. I Just think... everybody that um, is an analyst at work. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but we do work with several of those. I feel like a lot of people are energy vampires. And I and I can't... When we, when we talk about the emotional vampire, I'll tell you about a co-worker that I had that let me know she was one, like, immediately. Wow. Let's, let's just say when somebody tells you what medications they're prescribed wow. within the first five minutes of meeting them, then pretty much you're clued in <laughs> this person... Is an, is an emotional uh, energy suck. We have several managers that are like that, and they, uh, yeah, mm. they don't know how to do their jobs, but they definitely know how to drain your energy. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that they're trying to keep him away from everything, but he's always around to yeah. figure shit out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love that guy. His power goes stronger by the night. That's another Matt Berry. Like, there's these there's these times within the show where like Matt Berry's voice is like so distinctive, and it yes. just kills me. Yes. Yeah. What I love about uh, Guillermo so much is um, how his character like changes like throughout the series. So like when you watch him here, he's kind of like bright-eyed and hopeful that he can become a murderer of the night as well um like right here where he's you know talking about um keeping the house together but like he's living under the stairs you know like it's so sad but he refuses to to see it you know it's so funny. i love how the f- he had an obsession with vampires wow. and then he became a familiar if, yeah, if, uh, being that he loved Antonio Banderas is the first Hispanic uh, mainstream vampire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I was wondering if there was any Cuban vampires. It would be hilarious. <laughs> you know what's funny is that, like, cause, so when I was growing up, there was a lot of, like, the vampire uh, craze was, like, really connected to, like, Anne Rice. Like, Anne Rice novels were, like, huge. And then the mm. movies came out, and, I mean, and it was, like, a thing. Um... And so, I feel like my generation, and then Buffy the Vampire is kind of like right at the end of when I was like getting out of high school. I think Buffy the Vampire, the show came out. Um, like there was a lot of vampire activity. I am ignoring Twilight at the moment, but I feel like my generation has like uh, I'm forty in my forties um, has a lot of like vampire history. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, no, yeah. yeah. So I wonder how old well, Guillermo was really young, though. So he probably like got into it through Twilight, maybe. Doubt it, because he he said that his um, inspiration was Antonio Banderas. So he must have so watched as, it as like a little kid. As a little kid, probably but I like how it. he specifically explains the duties of a familiar right off the bat yeah. on the first episode yeah right after the first commercial he goes on to say hey this is what a familiar does and basically he takes care of the dirty business for his masters which we were talking about in the other in the movie mm-hmm. and how mike Grill could actually play a nice part 
on the show. <laughs> just like just dirty, dirty jobs. jobs. Yes. I have another. So I have another question for you. So right, we were talking about the LARPers being like a hunting ground for vampires, which is probably true because we go to conventions all the time. Well, yes. every year we go to a convention. We go to SuperCon in Miami because um, we live we live in Florida. Um, for anybody that might be listening that doesn't know us. Um, which is very dangerous vampire uh, territory. But I would think... Being that it's super, a sunshine state. Because it is the sunshine state. So lots of sunlight accidents. I would think that that would be like prime hunting ground for virgins. Because some of those kids seem so shy. Some of them... Remember? Some of yes. them are so shy yes. that I wonder if they've, you know... I, yeah, of course. It's got to be, like, if I was a vampire, I I would get the late pass and then just, you know, have a few snacks. That would be, like, perfect. Stay late just go to the night. Go to a convention, yes. man. <laughs> go to Comic-Con. Yeah. I think they were in Comic-Con, weren't they? Yeah, they were, they were at Comic-Con, so, too. Yeah, yeah. I love the creepy paper. Creepy paper. Creepy paper. It should have been human skin. That was so funny. Multipack. I can't even go to the grocery store anymore and see wrapping paper. I can't wrap anything anymore without, in my brain, doing Nandor's voice. Creepy paper. So funny. Where else do you think, let's pivot, I want to go back to it, to find um, snacky virgins? What other group do you think would probably be like super populated with snacky virgins? LARPing, we've covered that. I know they or they talked about um, at some point those exercise people nobody would want. What was it? Um, oh, the CrossFit. Cross tri- CrossFit. CrossFit's yes. pretty funny. CrossFit. That is pretty funny because they Orange really don't. Sh- they really don't shut up about CrossFit. Yeah, Orange Theory is a little bit less. Yeah. I'm gonna have to think about. It. I'm gonna circle back to it as to like, like statistically, like the group of people that probably have like a lot of virgins in the group. Where is she? Math clubs. Hi. Physics clubs. Yeah, you gotta go to a high school. uh, It reminds me back of uh, uh, the breakfast club. Hi. Even the weirdos have clubs uh, where they participate on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, those are places you can find virgins. I don't know. High school... I know, I you'd have to go to like high school. school no, you, we can't be eating high school students. All right, so here's my other favorite thing. Um, Gregor, I freaking love Nadia's obsession with Gregor because it's another thing that they took from like the mythology of Dracula because he's obsessed with the reincarnation and he gets focused on Mina and that whole thing. But here it's just her following a parking, masturbating parking attendant around. It's brilliant, and it only gets better, and I did not expect it to get so freaking good. Like, mm-hmm. every twist and turn with her and Gregor is equally hilarious and brilliant. It's great. Poor Gregor. Always losing his head. Ah, it's awful. Although she loves Laszlo, um, I think uh, she has an infatuation with Gregor. Because... Uh, wow. Yeah, Lazlo can be a bit of an idiot sometimes. <laughs> um, and and I hate to say this, but I wonder if uh, Matt Berry was typecasted. How so? Because he's a pervert? He's, he's a always pervert. like a pervert. And he some, really does play pervert. most times he plays a... 
But I think it's because his... And he gets so on. It's so funny because his voice is so beautiful. And then he says horrible things in that beautiful voice. And that makes it really funny. Correct. Oh, now here's my... So one of my favorite jokes that they have is where they pick up the coffin from the boat. And Laszlo's... um, They can't sign for it on the iPad. It won't read their fingerprints. But here's why it's so funny, because my father, remember this? When I told my dad that he was a vampire because he refuses to use any technology, he won't touch the iPad. And I told my mom that it's because he's a vampire, and um, I I think he might be. He's definitely a daywalker. He's some sort of creature of the night. If if there's, like, um, an anger-inducing vampire, (laughs) that would be my dad. (laughs) Because that man is grumpy. And this is where poor Guillermo says he's going to be turned into a vampire. We know that he's not. So this is where she learns Gregor's name. Gregor Jif. 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 Jish. Jish. Oh, and the arrival of the Baron. Oh, no, this is the arrival of the LARPers. Correct. Oh, my God. Because this is the preparation for the Baron's feast. Right. And the Baron is such a dick. He's not. Yeah, he is. He's a bit of an <laughs> asshole. Well, um, I mean, he has expectations, and they needed to get it together. And the the other thing is, like, they needed to I take over Staten Island. They didn't, I didn't know anything about LARPing if it wasn't for the other movies. Oh, um, what was it? Uh, role models. Role models. That is such a funny movie. And then when I started going to the the, the conventions with you. Okay. Uh, that's when I found out more about it and didn't see any of that again until this show, which was hilarious. And uh, what's her name? You know what's weird? Like, we haven't even been to, like, a medieval times, like, festival. I have. I've never been to one. I have in the past. That's something I would love to go. Like, I think I would really enjoy it. You would like that's kind of like in my wheel. (laughs) Well, that's carnival. But it's carnival food. It's just like people dressing up and having fun, right? Isn't that what it is? Mm. Some people just take it too far, like LARPing. Well, I don't know if that's like they think it's a lifestyle and it's not. Well, I mean, there's room for everything, right? What's the worst? The worst thing you can do, right, is dress up like the thing that you love, and pretend that it's real. That, that's not such a harmful thing. True. It's kind of it's kind of wonderful if you think about it. Just what the priests and ministers do, right? Anyways. <laughs> that's true. Pretending you know, God is pretending no God is real. <laughs> that's a different uh, topic that we'll discuss at a different time. <laughs> no nuns. No nuns. None. <laughs> they really should have put like a plastic skeleton up. I mean, yes. it's really missing that, that one final touch. And bearings of the ordinance and the <laughs> nine generations that have surpassed before this historic moment. It's so crazy. So I don't know if you've ever seen, and I and I'm gonna, I should send it to you, but I, I, I read an article and I had an interview linked to it with Doug Jones. This, this guy right here. Uh, the first time we saw him was when we saw Pan's Labyrinth. Do you remember him? Yes. Okay, so he played um, the fawn. The fawn, and p- right. He played, and then the guy with the eyeballs and the yes. hands. Um, did you know that he was classically trained as a mime? Yeah, and, and this is the, this is why I'm telling you he's a dick. 
Oh, where he, he the eats first thing they, they brought in the LARPers. He's hungry. And they bring, and he eats the goddamn familiar. <laughs> but he was hungry. I don't know. No, 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 no. He's eating their familiar. <laughs> he needed to get it. There was bad planning on their part. Super bad planning. They should have had them, like, ready to go. Now, my question is this if the Baron is so old. Mind you, he's probably from the Roman Empire because he's yeah, actually speaking here's, in Latin. Here's the thing. Let's go back because you actually know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to when he comes out. Like you know what he's you know what he's saying. Well, he's definitely speaking Latin. No, but you you translated it the last time we saw it. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, I really went back too far. I'm sorry. You certainly did, but that's okay. So even this is even the last law is reproaching that he's eating the <laughs> bloody familiar. Well, and I that's mean, the bloodbath that was in the original uh, movie. With the spurts. I yes. love this, the arterial spurts. Exactly. Okay, so this is where... What is he Nella saying materia, here? Uh, chi mai non dorme so basically is here is the material that once was asleep and now is rebirthing or reforming again okay uh, but that's why I think he's older than goes back to the Roman Empire because he's speaking in Latin mm-hmm I like how filthy it was right there. Where so it's it a little out... weird. It's a little weird that the the history of the vampires. Okay. Go back to Vlad the Impaler. Okay. Right. I think it goes before that. Uh, I think we've always they originated. They've always had the mythology of. As far as Dracula is concerned. Yeah. Uh, but this guy goes back all the way. Thousand years before that. So it's weird. The Baron? Uh, the Baron. Oh, you think so? Well, because he's speaking Latin. Oh. Latin was not the language uh, spoken during the uh, Vlad the Impaler. Really? Yeah, because it was the Austro-Hungarian Empire and the Austro-Roman Empire. So he's actually. like super freaking old. Probably. Yeah. Like, and he looks like a demon. I love his surprise when he meets the, uh, <laughs> the cameraman. <laughs> And that's the other thing that I love about it is you have like this big dramatic entrance and then who is this? Yeah. There's cameras and it just like stops everything. Oh, you should rule this uh, Staten Island. Like just, I've never been to Staten Island. Have you ever been? There's a shithole. Well, that's what people say. Most of the mobsters uh, in the United States are from oh, Staten Island. You think so? Yeah. Okay. That's where the impractical jokers are from, Staten Island. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So you have a mix of everything in. Yeah, I'm like one of the few people that don't think they're funny. I think this is funny, but I don't think... Oh, uh, the impractical jokers are funny. The impractical jokers are funny. No, I really I really loved this whole bit with Doug Jones as the Baron. I love... And he just brings that, like, the every, every movement is, like, so purposeful, and it just delights me. So if you, he's if like you, a ballet dancer in if makeup. If you are, if you're paying attention, I must slumber. If you pay attention to yeah. his um, rhetoric when he's actually talking about uh, conquering the world. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's like, you have remained in the shadows. Yes, they make a point of a bringing point that up. Of bringing that up. So it connects to the name of the show. Of the show. Yes. Yeah. But that's the other thing is I think you could watch the show never having seen the movie and be perfectly fine. Yes. Yeah, like you don't ever have to have seen the movie to love the show. No. But I would love to see, well, later on we'll probably talk about it, mm-hmm. is the fact that all the, the different vampires throughout history... Mm-hmm. Uh, being brought back to this show. Yeah. Oh, no, they make a point of bringing in... They did the same thing <clears throat> in the movie where they had those those little mythological beats, like the, the, Dra- the Dracula vampire mythology, like they threaded that in really well. Mm-hmm. And they do the same thing here. They do a really good job of it, too. Um, like in the movie where... And I was, I was watching like a behind-the-scenes... Where um, he has the locket of his love and it's made of silver so he can't touch it. But while they were filming the movie was when somebody said, hey, you know, there's like in the mythology of vampires, like they can't touch silver. So that's how they came up with the whole because he was just going to show the picture of the locket. So mm-hmm. then they that's when they came up with the idea to make it sizzle his skin. It was like pretty much when they were fil- up to like filming the movie. He didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. So all like those really fun things and. I love the, um, I love all the jokes they do. Do you think that is interesting with the about mirrors? This? Yeah, besides that, but showing their personal history mm-hmm. of their travels as to why they left Europe and they came to the United oh, States. Yeah. And and in the movie, they also go back to their history throughout before they went to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Where he came from, Germany. He came from Germany. Yes. The other one came from the, um, also the uh, Austro-Hungarian uh, Empire. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Bladislav. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and how they expressed the reasons why they left. Right. And the same thing with the show. Yeah. Why did we leave? Well, because of all the killing. <laughs> I like this story about how they came over on the boat and were just... And I think that comes up later on because they came over with Simon. Yes. Um, the Devious. Yes. Yeah, when they talk about that, I think, in the next episode. Um, and then that's when they talk about the hat. I love that. It's so, it's so funny. Those LARPers made it out a lot better than Nick did. During, um, in the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Little, look at the little baby vampire. Yes. I knew... I always I, forget her name. What's her name? Jenna. Jenna. No, but her, in real life. Oh, Beanie Feldstein. Beanie Isn't that a great Feldstein, name? Beanie. Yes. So cute. She's adorable. I really liked... What was that movie we saw that she was in? Um, where her, with her and her friend. Oh, what was the name of that? One of the high school. We just saw it like last week. Booksmart. Booksmart. Adorable. Yes. Yeah, no, she's really great. And she's like really young too. Oh, and at the very and end, Nandor breaks Guillermo's heart. Is it that they are so old, they remember certain things, but these guys are so freaking selfish. Okay. That they don't even know or have any care or compassion for their familiar. Like when the Baron ate June, they were like, he's eating her familiar. <laughs> and look at this. They don't care. But that's, but that's about it. But and it's then, a hierarchy. Of course. But then, but then they're, they're like, 
Mandor is mm. talking to poor Gizmo and tells him... You mean him, right oh, here? Ten years of service? Ten years of service. And he says, like, oh, for the last two years of service. Yeah. And it's been but ten that's... years, so he doesn't even remember. So, But that's that's what I'm saying. These that's guys what makes are it so funny. selfish. Yes. They don't give a that's shit what's about so great about it. or anything. Yes. But the ultimate... And even, even, even at the meeting, when they're talking, at the beginning of the show, they're talking about their issues, huh. like, they don't care about each other. No, of course they're not. They're just roommates. But and no, of course not. complete and utter assholes. But that's the whole... I think that's part of the, the vampire mythology that's so... It's id. They're just a big walking id. Because the only cares that they have in the world is just to satisfy their appetites. So, of course, like, you're talking about somebody that... Now I'm going to get a little heavy, but you're just living inward, like, all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah, no, of course. That's why... And that's what makes the familiar so hilarious, because they're fooling themselves into thinking that this abusive relationship is going to somehow pay off at some point, and it never does. And the only way it'll ever pay off is you'll end up being, like, discarded or a snack. Like, that's going to be it. True. So, I mean, Gizmo, I think, I'm really excited to see what happens with him. I'm just going to call him Gizmo all the time. Like, next season, um, as the reveal comes up later on in, a, in later episodes, they thread it in really well as to what his, I think, his future trajectory will be. Which will be good because we don't want Gizmo to be a snack. You know? Yeah, he's he's, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of potential. He's a murderer. <laughs> He's a vampire murderer. Yeah. Haphazard one, but yes. So, did you have any more insights into the episode? No, I'm just like uh, thinking of all these their personalities. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, I know what I want to ask you. Who's your favorite in the show? Who's your favorite character? Well, I love Nadia because she's yeah beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think my favorite character in the show is is Laszlo. Laszlo? Yeah, because okay. he's just a plain old asshole. Somebody that's selfish, doesn't care about anything <laughs> anybody. Um, although you see later on in the in the show, you'll see that he actually truly cares for Nadia. But um, still, he doesn't show any compassion. And I would love to be like that one of these days. <laughs> You would have to I literally die inside. Yeah. You'd have to become the unsaid. I will have to become a and government that... employee. <laughs> they have no souls. They have no souls. Um, I think, so I agree with you that for the most part, like, Nadia is, like, my favorite. But, of course, I think it's because um, it's the woman thing and I'm identifying with her more than anything. So I just love, uh, and she's also kind of a bossy bitch and I am too. So I'm kind of... Yeah, kind of like Link Up. I like that a lot. But my other You identify with her. Totally. you are the boss of me. I am a bossy bitch. But you know, you know. I didn't say bitch. I said you're the boss of me. No, it's okay. No, no, no. That's my nickname. It's fine. Um, Yeah. Uh, Leadership skills. Yes. Disguised as a bossy bitch. Um, I like Nandor a lot, also. He always makes me laugh. So... But anyway, this was fun. I like sitting around talking about our favorite show. Yes. My favorite show. Maybe next week we can sit down and talk about episode two. No, next week with episode two we'll find, we'll we'll have to think about... um, 
I would like to touch bases also in other uh, vampire genre. Maybe we can discuss something else. Maybe. What do you have any sense. questions? Because I'm like kind of an expert. I mean, uh, look I behind you your are, head and, I, and yeah. look at those books. Yeah, I know. There's like eight Buffy comics right yes. behind your head. So, super nerd. I love vampires. Yeah, that's the other thing I would love to see if they can bring. What's her name? Uh, Buffy. Some Buffy. I would love to see Buffy show up on this show and like help train Gizmo. Like if like oh, if Sarah Michelle Gellar could show up, or, that would be so great. Or have Antonio Banderas show up. I don't know if he would do it though, but he would have aged so much that it'd be apparent. Like you could bring Buffy around. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think you could bring her around because she's a human. She's going to age. But any of those people in that whole wheelhouse, the whole Buffy wheelhouse, I think they'd be game for it. They're pretty great. How come Wesley Snipes never fucking gets old? <laughs> I think he's a real I think I think life. he really might be because he really doesn't look like he's aged like Wasn't a he, What movie we saw the other day that he was on? An old movie or a new movie? No, the Eddie Murphy movie was in the end. The Eddie Murphy movie. Yes, yeah, he, he was. was. He played the the so director in Dolomite. Exactly. He so looks he the looks same. The same as when he did. Uh, what was the name of the other movie? I mean, there could be uh, real vampires. Really? I'm thinking there could be real vampires out there. And again, yeah. And I'm fully volunteering myself to be turned into a vampire. If there's one listening to this. <laughs> But yeah, certain characters that are going to be appearing in the show, they should be recurring characters. And they should bring definitely... I mean, too bad Leslie Nielsen died. But I would love to see... He was Mel, a real funny... Mel Brooks come back as Van Helsing. <laughs> he can't. He's like 95 years old. Fuck it. He was like uh, 100 years old when he did the movie with, uh, with Dracula, Live, uh, Dead and Living In. Uh, that's true. So... Or at least what would be really great is somehow have like a framed photo of him as like one of his aunt as like his ancestor. Like an like, ancestor yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like that would be enemy. a great that would be really like great. Like a definite him. enemy. Yeah, like and it, have like yeah. a great grandson of Van Helsing appear in the show. That's Gizmo. Well, Gizmo's like the great yet. great Yes, we know. He's in the Van Helsing Oh, you're talking about oh yeah. The uh, it's at a later episode. Yeah. yeah. So we don't know if that is true or not. We'll have to see what happens in the next season. Oh, come season. on. Everybody that's... lit. If, all right. But anyways, If anybody listens to this, anyways, chances are they watch the show. How would it be awesome to see Mel Brooks come up and say, I am your grandfather. <laughs> that would be great. Like a, like a Star Wars episode. And still saying, Do you, you know who's... It says, Guillermo. Robert. I am your grandfather. You know who's going to be um, in... The next season as no a Van idea. Helsing. No idea. Luke Skywalker. No shit. Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. No, it's great. Uh, He'll probably be in the Van Helsing line and teach him how to be a vampire. Yeah. Mark, listen, Mark Hamill's hilarious. I know. I know. I'm just disappointed that my favorite character is not going to be there. Who, oh, Mel yeah. Brooks? Yeah. They'll probably he'll be there in some capacity. Because he's a true comedian. I mean, he is great. If Benny, Benny uh, Hill was oh, alive. Oh, shut up about Benny Hill. <laughs> I've heard enough. True British comedy. We have, to, we have to say goodbye and drink more wine. Exactly. On our own. With our cats. <laughs> exactly. Live in the shadows. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
I bid you farewell. Bat! <laughs>